for the last two weeks of August. It was a wonderful blessing, a very blessed pilgrimage. Um, I'll be telling more about that at a Theology 101, but it was an amazing experience. And I brought the icon that we had last week, the icon of the Panagia, 
Uh, that icon actually is uh, its a copy of the Iveron icon, if you've heard of that. There's a wonder-working Iveron icon in Hawaii. The original one is at the, church, the monastery of Iveron on Mount Athos. And everywhere that I went there, there are these beautiful chapels, beautiful churches, everywhere. There was beauty that was glorifying God. So it's good to be back. I realize it's been over a year that I've been here. And over this past year, I've gotten to know each and every one of you fairly well. And if there's one thing, one thing that I would like to say to you, it is that God loves you. And this message is a message that we hear everywhere and yet we don't hear. Because I know that the world is hard and bitter and sad. We have sadness all around us. And sometimes we get the little glimmer of of the joy. But that's what we're seeking, of course. We're seeking joy, we're seeking peace, we're seeking love. And yet so often, instead we experience rejection, we experience anxiety, fear, all of these things that come in this fallen world. And yet God loves us, I will keep saying. We seek the love of others, and then they fall short of our hopes, our expectations, or they disappoint us. Or sometimes we seek the love of others, and they have conditions to their love. And when we don't meet those conditions, the love evaporates, and we're left. We want a love that doesn't disappoint, that doesn't disappear, a love that doesn't end. And that is only to be found in God. One of my experiences on Mount Athos is uh, I stayed in New Skeet at the cell of St. Haralampos. And cells are kind of small monastic brotherhoods. And each cell, it's the size of a house, has a chapel. And this chapel is uh, probably about half as big as this tile area here. And it is completely covered in icons, the martyrdom of St. Haralambos. It has an iconostas, a sanctuary, all inside that little area. And I was in there serving a liturgy with four or five brothers, uh, monastic brothers, and my own two brothers and my two nephews. And it was such a joyful experience. It was this gift of joy that I wish I could give to all of you, that joy. And this is what we receive from our Lord. Yet so often we don't think of God as a source of love. Instead we think of Him as someone that we need to please. Someone that we need to do well for. What does God want of me? It's like our life becomes an endless audition. Does God really like me? Does He really like me? I don't know. Does He like me? And so we say, how many prayers should I say? How much do I need to fast? How strictly do I need to fast? What services do I need to go to? Which ones do I not need to go to? All of this in this effort, this effort to please God. Because that's the way that we think of God, is the one that needs to be pleased, or in the worst light, he needs to be placated and appeased. Otherwise, we'll suffer his wrath. And so we live this life imagining that God is the one whose love is conditional. Why do you think this is? Because everyone around us, the love that we experience is conditional. Even our own parents, even our own siblings, our spouses, our children. Love becomes this thing that you can have it if. You can have love if you do that. You can have love if you do this. And if you don't do this, my love will be withheld from you. 
This is the way that we experience love in the world. And so what do we do? We project that onto God. This is the love of God. It's a love that we have to earn by hard work. And then we can get God's love. So again, the message that I want to say is God loves you. Not God will love you if. God loves you. He already loves you. He's joyful in His creation. He has no expectations. He has no expectations. So why are we doing all these things in the church? It's not because God expects us to do that and that that's what will garner His love, will earn His love. We can't earn His love. We cannot earn His love at all. Why? Because we already have it. How can you earn something that you already have? We already have His love. Isn't this what the Gospel said today? In the Gospel, He says, we all know this, we could all say it together. For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, that whoever believes in Him should not perish, but have eternal life. Pop quiz. What, I've asked this before. What's the most important word in there, in my estimation, my humble estimation? So. The word so. God so loved the world. You see, the statement is a statement of magnitude. It's not just saying God loves the world. How much does God love the world? How much does He love the world? God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son. He gave His very Son. He gave Himself. This is how much God loves us. And it's not just Jesus that loves us. Who is this? For God the Father so loved the world that He gave His Son, Jesus Christ. God loves us. That's already a given. And God and Jesus was not here to condemn the world, but that we may have life through Him. This is what the Gospel says today. He loves us in a way that we cannot understand. And the reason that we can't understand it is because, again, we so rarely experience it. And each of us have had little glimmers of this experience. We might have really, truly loving people in that Christian way where no matter what you do, they still love you. I experienced a little bit of this with Yaronda Ilarion on, on Mount Athos. There, doesn't matter. Whatever. People can be whatever, do whatever. It doesn't mean that, um, that all of those things are okay and that sin is okay. None of that. It simply means the love pierces through that. And yes, sin harms people, but it doesn't harm my love for that person. This is the love of God. Because if that wasn't the love of God, then we all have already failed, we've lost the love of God, and good luck, there's no way that we can get it back. If that's the case. But in fact, that's not the case. His love keeps piercing through all of our sinfulness. No matter what we do, He keeps on piercing through that. So again, the one thing that I could say, most of all, God loves you. I know the pain that you have in your lives. All of us have pain in our lives. And for some of you, that pain is very great. I know that. But God loves you. And that's not something that you are earning or will earn. It's something that you already have. And so may we continue to remember this. This is the reason why this passage is so important. God already loved us before we were even created. He loved us and sent His Son for our eternal life so that we could join Him in blessedness. Amen.